Hello, everybody, and welcome back to All Things Medical Assistant. I am your host for this podcast, Santino Deus. And I um, want to thank, first and foremost, as always, uh, all the return listeners, those that are sticking around and toughing it out. And if you're a new listener, please uh, come on back. And if you know of anybody else that might like a podcast like this, please send them our way. Hopefully, you'll find the podcast at least entertaining, if anything informative. Um, all the over, uh, all the um, international over the sea listeners thank you so much please continue to do so and i really really appreciate the support um so it's pretty late tonight it's uh, about 11 30 a little little past 11 30 here um on a wednesday night and <clears throat> i was uh, i just wanted to come on here and talk about something that it's pretty you know close to me for uh, a few reasons um and uh well let's just get into it so you know the most expensive uh, disease out there, uh, some would say it's either cancer or it could be diabetes or it could be, uh, you know, childhood cancer or, you know, there's there's many options. Well, you know, in doing some research and, and, and believing in what, what what's written out there, diabetes is the most expensive uh, chronic condition out there. Now, why is that? Well, you know, we got to look at life lifestyle right you know we got to look at what people do to themselves and how they live and the things that they comply with and they don't comply with and the things that you know you know um you know ethnicity and 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 heritage and you know like for example you know i'm a hispanic male and and come from a hispanic family who's uh, also got some mexican descent you know and obviously those of you that uh, know a Hispanic diet, you know, it's full of carbs and fats and lard and, you know, and lots of sweets. Oh man, Hispanics, Mexicans love sweets. You know, we're known for our, um, you know, pan dulce. We're known for tamarindo. We're known for, I mean, Mexico makes this huge array of candies that are just, just fantabulous. I mean, just, it's some of the most amazing stuff you'll ever, 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 ever have, you know, especially like the ice creams. So amazing. You know, if, You've never had one, go to your nearest uh, market, Mexican market, and grab one of their ice creams. Oh, my God. You'll fall in love forever. Well, anyways, so like I was saying, for many of us, you know, um, these these diets that we lead are, are hard uh, to live with, are hard to get over, are hard to deal with, or however you want to look at it. Because, you know, these are things that are ingrained in us. Um, a lot of us have the strength to make lifestyle changes, right? A lot of us have the strength to eat better. A lot of us have the strength to curb or to minimize that that sugar intake, um, and you know, and that plays a big factor because that's you know that that's a decision maker in how it is that you that you, that you lead, lead your life. And I hope I'm making sense here. But you know, getting back to it, you know, diabetes is is considered the most expensive. Um, a disease out there now we got to look at something we got to look at the uh, ability to treat the ability to cure the ability to can it be cured you know can you treat it or is this something that you only manage you know how how is this thing why is it the most expensive disease out there well let's start with this so we know type 1 diabetes is uh, is, is, is called IDDM insulin dependent diabetes mellitus this is where the pancreas does not produce insulin um, and your body needs that extra push to be able to help the tissues absorb the sugar. So, you know, you have these energy stores. A lot of these people that are, are diabetic that don't properly uh, utilize their insulin or utilize their, 
their their treatment right end up going into you know um, acidosis or ketosis and you know that's your body you know eating off of its own fat just many different things but um so yeah so the the, the pancreas doesn't produce um insulin though the, i think it's called the the ions of longer hands you know they're they're they're, they're the component of the of, of of this organ that 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 don't produce uh the the insulin and if i've said something wrong you know please correct me then you have the type 2 diabetes, which is a non-insulin-dependent uh, diabetes mellitus, which is, you know, considered uh, the diabetes that's managed by by diet or, you know, the big magic drug out there that people take these days is what, metformin, right? So, you know, aside from that, you know, you, you got to look at, at the industry, the pharmaceutical industry, and, 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 let's, and let's talk about this real quick, you know. So we know that when... Um, a pharmacy or pharmaceutical comes out with a new medication, you know, or let's say they come out with a new, um, okay, let's just say medication, right? Well, there's patents on medications, right? So whoever produces a medication that's effective will have a patent on it. And I think the patent is either five or seven years. And what happens is during those five or seven years, nobody can copy that formulary. Nobody can, 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 can make uh, a medication that, that basically you know, copies its molecular structure. You might have companies that make their their own version of it, you know, or that make their off-brand of it, and, and that's fine so long as it's effective and the FDA approves it. You know, the DEA sees that it, it's fine, whatever. So, um, you know, the the, the when when it comes to this whole insulin thing, from what I've been, from what I understand, there are only three companies that 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 are U.S. based or or that run the the insulin business here. It's uh, Eli Lilly. Um, Norvo Nordisk and um, who was the other one? Uh, the third one I forgot. I'll remember right now. Um, oh, Sanofi. Uh, they're really big on the, the flu vaccine. These guys are are, are, are tremendous. Sanofi is huge, and, and they're, they're great products. But so you know, they're they're the ones that that have the, the corner on, on on the market on this insulin thing. So you know, let, let's say you you create an insulin, you have the patent for five to seven years. Uh, nobody can 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 copy you. Well, this gives you that time to go ahead and 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 make that money back that you spent. I mean, there's money that goes into research, money that goes into trials, money that goes into materials, money that goes into um, uh, personnel. You know, and when a drug becomes approved, when uh, a drug becomes usable, or the FDA says okay, you can use it. Now it's the pharmaceuticals position to make that money back, right? I mean, that's what it is. Pharmaceuticals, it's a huge business. And that's why it's such a contentious, um, such a contentious subject. And a lot of people are upset at the, the big, at big pharma because they feel that, you know, they, they, they rape and, and take advantage of the people, which I believe they do in certain cases, right? You know, some of these companies actually take it upon themselves to help the people. You know, there's programs out there that they sponsor that, that do help um, those that are, um, you know, less fortunate than I deserve. Anyways, so, you know, these companies have to make this money back. So during that time that they have this patent, um, you know, they're able to make this money back. And they, they'll they sell this drug for the highest price to make the money back. And I guess, I, I guess this is my impression. They'll, they'll bid, you know, the most competitive price to make the most money uh, the quickest, you know. And I think the idea is to make that money back and some and profit for as much and as long as you can before the end of that patent. Because when that patent ends, anybody can jump on that molecular formulary and say, okay, I'm going to create it. Because if you have a product, if you create a product that's, 
you know, not just ethically, but, you know, just wonderfully effective. You, you know, you as, 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 as a competitor want to copy that, you know, and, and name it your own. Because when you have a, a specific formulary or molecular structure, that patent says this structure, this formulary can only be named this for this amount of time, can only be named this. We have a patent, so you can only call it, you know, uh, Lantus. You can only call it Lantus, or you can only call it Novolog, you know. And then once, you know, that patent runs out, they can jump on that, copy that formulary, and, and call it their own, their, you know, their own, uh, their own version of it. You know, so long as they wait for that patent, they're not, you know, they're not encroaching on any intellectual property or anything like that. And, and so, yeah, so that's how that, that's how that goes from what I understand and what I've researched and what I've heard. But that's basically, you know, how, how this mechanism kind of works. Now, why am I talking about this tonight? Why is that so important to me? And, and why am I, why am I recording this at a quarter to midnight on a Wednesday when usually I'll do it on a Friday? Well, um, you know, recently you've heard, uh, Congress, um, passed the bill climate and 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 insulin was part of the bill um the democrats were really 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 excited about it because it's taken a long time just to get the republicans on board and unfortunately there was just you know just there was a halfway marker when it came to insulin capping insulin you know um, I think the rule is is that those that are on Medicare continue to have a thirty dollar out of pocket copay, and those that are not on Medicare or or of a younger age are are left to deal with you know whatever their insurance copay is, or if they don't have insurance, whatever you know Medicare helps uh, or Medicaid excuse me helps, or if they don't have that you know insulin is 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 insanely expensive, insanely expensive, and that is so unfortunate. You know, with, you know, in, with diabetes being the biggest chronic, you know, disease out there, it's, it's just a horrible situation that a government would allow um, private entities to rule the market on it, you know, that the government would allow, um, you know, these only these three companies to hold the competitive market on it. You know, why doesn't the government create its, create its own pharmacy and create its own why why doesn't that happen well then you got to look then comes into play all this stuff about you know um uh, either becoming a conglomerate which is what i think they're afraid that the pharmacy that the government would do if they created their own pharmacy was they would conglomerate you know this business um being that you know the, the federal you know government is everywhere especially more especially bigger and in more locations and area than any one business you know and if they go out there and they and, and they throw out this very competitive uh, alternative to insulin while they're basically, you know, uh, taking business away from all these companies. And again, that's illegal, too. So I guess that's one of the reasons why the feds, you know, stay out of it and they, they just monitor everybody and, and how they and how they and how they handle things and make sure that things stay fair. But it's still unfortunate, you know, that something like this is controlled by, you know, old farts in DC that should either have died by now or maybe themselves are insulin dependent or that have found the marriage insulin dependent should be more sensitive to the cause or the situation. And they're not because they're money hungry motherfuckers, you know, and you know, you, you think about it and you think about, well, geez, you know, we have to remember the United States of America is just, is, 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 is a great country and it's, it's the, the, the land of dreams. And, and, and it is, it is. 
but it's also land where we're supposed to, you know, I'm not going to go so far as to love one another, but we're supposed to be able to, to be there to help one another. Now, I know when I got into the medical field, you know, in 1993, coming on 30 years now, I did it because I was very fascinated by the thought process. You know, I started in the ER as a, as, as a volunteer, and then you know, I loved it so much, and I wanted to know so much more. I went to medical assistant school on the um, recommendation of one of the ER nurses. And I did it because I was so fascinated with process procedures, the comprehension, the train of thought, you know, that somebody would have like a medic on the street. You roll up to an MVA or you roll up to a, a, a HOD or whatever, and, and you know what, what's going on. You know, you roll up to a diabetic emergency, you know, and, you, and, and, and you're trained to think on the fly, on the spot, what to do, how to treat. Let's call it package and get out of here, you know. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing to be able to, to find a cause, to find a purpose in life. And that was my purpose, you know, and, and over time and going through EMS and going through surgical technology school, I've learned my capability and I've learned how far I can push myself, you know, and I think it's just the most wonderful thing, you know, and, and being somebody that's, that's been in the field that has seen it, um, and it's destructive, efforts you know especially for those that can't care that can't afford it's just it's a horrible thing you know this is a disease that could be so much more easily managed can be so much more easily you know gotten along uh with if there was just more support in the accessibility to the people to the people is is is, is what it is but no, you know, these, these old farts in D.C. can't seem to understand what it is to want to help other people. It's just a, it's, it's a control game. It's a control game. You know, it's a way to say, no, nah, uh, you know, we're, there's more of us Republicans than there are Democrats. We're going to vote and we're going to vote this out and we're not going to we're not going to go with it. You know, fuck the people. Fuck those that are that are um, affected by this disease. It's got nothing to do with me, so I'm not going to worry about it. You know, you, we get these patients that come in with blood sugars of 300, 400, so high that the meter can't even read it. And by the time they get to the ER, you know, I'm surprised they're not in, you know, in DKA, diabetes, ketoacidosis. I'm surprised that they're not in, you know, in, in comas. It's happened before where people come in, a patient comes in, and their sugar is so high. Um, their sugar is so high that... Um, they decompensate in front of us, and there we go. Now, the thing that sucks is our urgent care, it's not properly, um, it's not properly uh, stocked to, to manage some of the things that come in through the door. You know, some of the things that come in through the door and we take care of, I work with such a great team, um, are things that should be handled in an emergency room, you know. But it comes in, we handle it. And we've had people come in with, outrageous scenarios, situations, and the doctors, you know, the doctors treat it. And again, you know, we've had individuals come in with blood sugars that's just insanely out of control. And these docs, they sit down, urgent care docs, they sit down and they take on the role of this family practitioner and they teach and they educate and they, you know, they, they try and, and show somebody how to live a better life, you know. And so that, that patient walks out of the room saying, oh my God, I got help. I got, I got a way to feel better. And then they, 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 they feel better. They start taking medication. Now, they get to a point where they need refills, where they need more, you know, and unfortunately, you know, what happens with these family practice issues that come into the urgent care, some of the stuff gets, you know, falls through the cracks because all these refill requests come to the urgent care when, you know, obviously we're not family practice, we don't do refills, and then by the time the family practice gets it, practice gets it you know, the, the, the patient might, might be sick or they might 
not have picked up their medication in time and, and it's just it, it gets all wonky but yeah you know you, you these patients they feel better and 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 a lot of them i would imagine feel like all right i'm on the right track and you know i'm gonna do better and i'm gonna make the change and you know and then they hit this wall they hit this wall when they get to the pharmacy it costs this much i don't have that money or um you know i'm on medicaid and i can't afford that or my type of insurance doesn't doesn't take it and then you have people that have that can't afford it and they don't either manage it right or they fucking they they just piss it away you know when somebody could use it and that's just unfortunate you know i have to share that my you know diabetes has, has played a significant role in my family's life my grandmother my mother's um my my, my grandmother on my mother's side she was insulin dependent, you know, and towards the end of her life, she was on a on an insulin pump, you know. She ended up passing away from cirrhosis of the liver, you know, and um, and she was in a lot of pain. And eventually, the doctors just covered her in morphine patches until she fell into respiratory arrest, and that's how that's how she passed away. But you know, she injected. She got to a point where the injections weren't working anymore, so then she had to have that. She had to have that 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 uh, insulin drip you know put in she had this you know essentially like a j tube second and it's just it was, it was just a horrible life it was just a horrible way to live you know you got to walk around with this machine like an overbody purse you know and it's you know and, and it's, it's just horrible it's just horrible and i think you know and obviously when my grandmother was a little girl obviously medicine wasn't as advanced or technology wasn't there but now that we do have the technology we do have the medicines it's unfortunate that we have such a block there's such a, a resistance to getting this, this treatment to the people, you know, back when my grandmother was a child, you know, she couldn't just go to an urgent care. She couldn't just go down the street. You know, I can't even, I mean, I'd be lying to you if I, if I could even, if I even had an idea how she would have, you know, I, I don't, but nowadays, you know, there's just so much access to everything. And then when you have, you know, the GOP or people that just want to show how big their dick is um, and not, and not understand the, 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 the ethic and, and the humanity of, of allowing the people access to something that's such that, that you know, people die every day of diabetes. People die of diabetes in situations that is preventable. You know, I know people that I know people that have had that have had no access to their insulin. They get very sick because they can't afford it. You know, because they can't afford it. But if you, but if if, if somebody gets you know ten dollars, they can get a little hit of heroin and, and feel good for the moment and forget their their pain. But for some reason, the government can't you know do the ten dollar equivalent of insulin to help them feel better for you know maybe you know a, a ten day a, a ten day therapeutic um, event so they can better love themselves. You know, and then you get into this thing about A one C's, high A one C's. Um, more, uh, more morbid obesity, you know, then you get into depression, you know, you get a diabetic that falls into depression, they're not going to want to take care of their A1Cs, they're not going to want to take care of, you know, their blood sugars, and then they get, you know, they get heavier, and then the next thing you know, they, they cut their toe, and then they lose their toe, they lose their leg, and then they die from, you know, whatever, you know, I mean, everything just plays here. And and when you hear all these tragic stories about the inaccessibility, when you hear about the increase in illnesses, when you hear about the increase in disease and all that, you know, we, we, we get so busy talking about the eventualities and the inconsistencies and the, you know, all of this. And there's one, one fact that that is so obvious, but it's not that we ignore it. We just don't talk about it because we can't, we can't push it is 
access to insulin, access to care. A lot of people can't get it because, like I'm saying, you know, some, you know, these, these old fuckers in Washington, you know, can't see it, can't see past themselves, can't see past the power grip to say, hey, you know what? Okay, we agree with you guys and let's go ahead and let's make insulin um, accessible, you know. I remember there was one time Amazon, I think, was going to be creating their own insulin and offering it at a cheap at a cheaper price, but it hasn't happened, and I'm not sure if that's because the 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 bigger companies fought them or what, but I don't know, you know. And with my grandmother being, you know, I remember her, you know, injecting so painful, you know, every day in the stomach, three times. It was just so painful. It was horrible, you know. And towards the end of of her life, you know, I was I was helping her with it and helping her with her pump, and it's just it's just horrible. It's just horrible, you know, and and the day goes by and the world goes on and people walk up and down the street, people drive up and down the street and they don't pay attention to what's going on around them. There are people that have the ability to care for themselves, to take care of themselves, and they don't. They don't because they're, they're fucking lazy. You know, we get people in urgent care that say, oh, well, you know, I haven't had a chance to pick it up. Well, then make the chance, make that time to go pick it up, you know, because there are people out there that would love to have the the opportunity and, and the availability that you do to have that insulin, you know, but no, you know, unfortunately there are people that can't get any, they, they go to the ER, they have to go to the ER to get one treatment to feel good for a day or two. And then, you know, they, they don't have access to it. You know, they, they fall out of compliance because, you know, they get tired of fighting and then there are those that just don't care, just don't care. And that's fine. I mean, that's, that's your life. My point on coming on here is just to say, you know, I just wanted to express my 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 anger and disgust and and and, and the inaccessibility to to a simple a simple solution to treatment insulin. You know, I understand companies got to make their money back. That's fine, but we need to remember that people have the right to you know equal access to 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 therapeutic treatments you know just like those that can afford it but again the only way we can change these things is by you know is is voting for the right people unfortunately i know that sounds like a horrible campaign but or a campaign uh ad but you know by voting for the appropriate people that actually believe in the advancement of you know these types of situations is really the only way to go and as far as from what i think not until all these old fuckers in Congress right now die and the new blood comes in. Even then, I mean, there's there's all these younger guys in, on the Republican, like like Gates and, you know, and and that green chick and and, and Bobert and all that. You know, they're just they're just out of their fucking minds. I don't understand how they I mean, they must have grown up. They must be inbreds, you know, because that's how I feel. They think they think the way they do because they're fucking inbred. But anyways. Um, yeah, and that's the horrible, horrible truth is, you know, we just can't get past our own ego, our own, you know, fascist and, 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 and greed and gluttony, you know, that, that, that we can't say, Hey, let's just make this the availability universal for those that are diabetics and help them. And what's especially sad is when you have a kid that's born diabetic or when you have a when you have a child who's young who's diabetic and they're sick and they can't do nothing because 
they're always feeling like shit because they don't have you know equal or opportunistic access to insulin for treatment to help them feel better for one day and these are children and you as an adult who feel that oh well this is not a big thing because it doesn't affect me well then you're one of the biggest narcissistic assholes you know that 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 are you know, that are alive and present with the rest of them. And I really hope, I really hope that nobody in your family or that you don't ever have to, you know, deal with situations like these, you know. And I know words like that don't bother the narcissist because they're narcissists or you're a narcissist and that's fine. Then please get off this channel and stop listening. But, you know, we as a people need to come together and, 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 and communicate with our congressmen, communicate with our leaders and say, hey, you know, we need more access to this. You know, those of you that are listening that are diabetic or that have a family member that's diabetic or have had somebody that have passed away from, you know, failed diabetic treatment, you know, I, it, it's going to be an endless fight. But I think if we keep going and at least <laughs> prepare the next generation to be able to fight, who knows, one day we might even be able to get to, you know, an equally, I don't know, an opportunistically cheaper way to access it. So that's that's what I wanted to say tonight. And um, I just hope that, you know, people out there can can just, you know, kind of sit beside themselves and think, wow, this is really horrible. That Yeah, this is horrible that this that this is a disease that can be very easily at least managed. You know, only if there was an access to to medication. But, you know, again, that's going to take the collective coming together and, and fighting, you know, and, and fighting for people. There's nothing wrong with fighting for somebody that needs something. It actually feels pretty good, you know, to be able to do something that doesn't involve you or isn't about you, you know, somebody else. You know, in these upcoming 30 years that I've been in, in medicine, you know, I've enjoyed it and I've done some good stuff. And, 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 and my time is not over. I think my time is just starting, you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to start a whole new path in my education, but yeah, we just need to remember that 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 it's okay to feel, that it's okay to be nice, it's okay to say, hey, yeah, that's an unfortunate event, and that maybe we can do something, or maybe we can, for the moment, just huddle with the masses and say, hey, we need to help these people get equal access to you know to insulin, to insulin, to insulin, you know. I don't know. But anyways, that's my beef. That's my spill. That's my spiff. So, you know, thanks for listening. And, and, and I'm sure there are many out there that, that feel the same way that I do. So, um, again, you know, we just need to come together as a voice and, and communicate this. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for listening to this. I guess you can call it special edition of All Things Medical Assistant. This is more of a getting off my chest, you know. And, again, all those of you that can't even – begin to understand what it is for for somebody to feel uh, uh to feel distressed and to feel lost because they can't get their hands on a treatment that they could just that they could use for the moment and i don't know what's wrong with you you just something's wrong with you and and i don't know what the fuck but anyways all right guys something for all things medical assistant um you know if you have any opinions comments or concerns about this shoot me a voice message and we'll make sure to get it on the next show okay all right guys Thank you for talking, man. I don't know if y'all could tell. I've been yawning. I am tired. Um, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon, all right? Have a good night, guys. Or a good day, or good morning, or good afternoon. <laughs> Bye.